All right, so since Dr. D is in his talking mode, this is my day off. I get a, you get a chance to spend a day with me on my day off, right? I'm touching up my hair, and we just talking. I've been talking since one something this morning. <laughs> and um, now I am, like, touching up my hair because it's growing out so fast. I just braided my hair maybe last month, but it's growing out. And that's what I do. I touch it up. And mostly it goes a lot. And then in the front, it goes a lot. So I'm touching that up. So as you've been hearing, I've been talking about deception, the different types of people, sharing my heart, um, relating some personal things, um, sharing some stuff, especially for some local people that I know listen to my program, uh, express how I feel, my love for them, so they won't let the devil speak in their ear about me just because you don't see me or I'm not there or I'm not participating in certain stuff. It's a reason behind it, and I, I'm requesting um, pure prayers and just trying to let you know, hey, this is the flow that where I'm, where God has me. And with all that said, other stuff is coming up. Like I always tell you guys, the boom factor is just what it is. I'm a believer in Christ that overcomes with omnipotent manifestation. Omnipotent manifestation, it just sums it up in the word that Elohim, God himself, shows up in my life. And things that are not right, he get right. When I need doors open, he open up the doors. Hello. I need favor. Hey, if I don't have money, favor is my friend. Faith and favor. That he asked me that question about three, four years ago. Do you want fame and fortune or do you want faith and favor? And I was cringed because when he said it to me, I was like, Lord, why is you asking me that? You should know the answer already. And so it was like, well, what it is? I said, I want faith and fame and favor because I know what fame and fortune is. Man, that'll kill you, <laughs> literally. The, 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 the devil will come in and destroy you behind faith, I mean, behind fame and fortune. So, hey, I don't have nothing to do with that. But he can't touch you when you're operating out of faith and favor. That means no strings attached. You ain't trying to manipulate nobody. You know how to do it out. You know how to be content in whatever state you find yourself in. You're not looking for influence from nobody. You're not trying to be um, high in prestige. You're not trying to rub elbows to try to... You see what I'm saying? And this is what people do even in the body of, tri- the body of Christ. We, 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 we call ourselves... Being right with God, but that little flesh still want to try to connect with certain people so you can get your name out there and all this kind of stuff. Well, I don't even worry about all that. God, you connect me with whoever you want to connect with. If they feel that I am not the right cup of tea for them, keep it moving. That's just how it is without the D. So that's what I was sharing my heart, just trying to express to people, you know, A, B, C, D, F, G. Because when I'm in your presence, I don't want to sit here and waste our time trying so you can try to find out what's going on with me. Just listen to my program. You'll see what's going on with me. But when you see me in person, let's let that be some some progression there. Let's see, okay, last time we was we saw each other, you was working on this. How that's coming along. See, that's what I'm gonna ask. 
Don't don't ask me about my personal life because that's what I got the boom factor for. That's my this is my daily diary of my life. If anybody want to know anything about me, listen to the program. That's hey, I have no hidden agenda. Now, you want to take what I say in my program and try to use it against me with that say, that's on you. You got to deal with God about that because I'm being obedient to what the Father say. And in the midst of whatever anybody try to do or say, God is blessing me through this program. He even helping me set free. And y'all helping me because by me talking and sharing with you guys, other stuff start bubbling up. And I'm like, whoa, you know what? I need to go back and check that, y'all. I'm not crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. But I'm seeing in the messages that I'm getting back is helping a lot of people. People want realness. People want transparency. The time is short, y'all. I ain't got time to be playing patty cake. So with all that said, I was just sharing about the demonic. It's like some kind of way it started last week. Uh, Friday said God just had me dealing with the devil, and and, and um, no, two weeks ago, and I I've been saying this, I've been saying that, and the Holy Ghost said no, Daddy said it's not that, because I was saying you know what God, people just don't respect you no more, they don't honor you no more, they don't reverence you no more, and that's why people just doing what they're doing, and I think that's a shame. They always blame stuff on you, God. And they just don't even know. You've been a blessing to them. You give them the very air they breathe. And the Holy Spirit is calling me down and saying, you know, that's not the problem. And I was like, er, what you mean? He said, it's not that they don't respect God anymore. They don't believe that there's a hell. And they will go there if they don't obey the commandments of God in their life. But... That was after the fact that we started having a conversation. But only thing I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, He said, No, they don't, they not, they don't have the fear of hell anymore. And you have to start bringing that up. It is a place, a, a, a dangerous, scary, serious place that is prepared for individuals that do not accept Yahshua and redeem the redemption. That he brought to the world. I was like, whoa. Now this is a this is the conversation afterwards. So because of that, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm 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 hearing certain things and I'm seeing stuff on YouTube and I'm watching the news and I'm doing going through the flipboard and and I was like, wow, they got a lot of stuff going on. And then the other morning, the Lord woke me up and said, lies, lies, lies. It's nothing but lies, lies, lies. If you have not heard that episode, go back and listen to it. Lies, lies, and more lies. They're lying to you. They're lying. It has been a lie. You have believed the lie. You live in a lie, and you walk in the lie. And when I jumped up and heard that, I was like, well, what, what, what happened? What lie did I, I huh, what? What? Okay. And he just had to calm me down. He said, this is the new message I need you to bring forward. And I need to let people let, let you. He said, I, let me get the right words that daddy showed me. I need you to emphasize that there is a place called hell. And people will go there. I am not going to send them there. They're going to send themselves there. 
because I did not make it for mankind. I created that place for the punishment and the destroyer of the devil. Not my creation. But they will go there if they don't deal with the matters of the heart. Whoa. So that's why I'm on this little rant right now, you guys. So a lot of you all don't get caught up into the lie. Now, this little segment here that I'm going to go into, I'm going to share some supernatural things that I have encountered, literally have seen devil manifestation in people, even for my own ex-husbands. All right. I've seen the manifestation in people in my ex-husbands. One of them, the last one, uh, he's no longer with the land of living and really that marriage should have been annulled. We got married, we were together for probably a month, but it took almost two, three years for the soul, the separation, to really be finalized. But literally, we was together for probably a month, 30 days. Yeah, that wasn't even a marriage. That was a demonic attack, literally, that was a demonic attack towards me. And I mean, it was bad, it was bad. And it took seven years for my life to be restored after that relationship, that's how bad it was. That's why we got to be very careful who we connect with, y'all. Because the devil come as an angel of light. I'm telling you, he'll come and he'll deceive you. And he'll think, you'll think, hey, that's the right one. Oh, my gosh. This is the person right here. And that could be the devil in disguise. And once you say I do, or once you agree with it, and they got you. Unless you got some serious prayer warriors that's praying for you. And thank God I had some prayer warriors. And still do. They was calling me the last two, three weeks. I, I've spoken with two of my prayer warriors. That's true intercessors. That can pick you up in the spirit and start praying for you. And then they call you and say, girl, we was praying. Da da da, and so and so said they saw this, and da da, and they was praying. I said, Yeah, that was right on point. Thank you. I knew y'all was praying. I knew somebody was praying for me. Thank you so much. And I started sharing certain things, and they were like, Wow, we didn't even know it was that extent, but we knew because we was in that one, we was in there getting it. Thank you. So that's why I really don't have big concerns, you guys. I really don't. That's why when I tell people, Whoa, you sure you want to go there with me? Hmm. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't act like that towards me. I ain't do you nothing. What? And if they're the body, when they walk away, they make it seem like I'm the problem. No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. I got some powerhouses behind me. I got some angels that really fight on my behalf. And I'm about to share with you guys some supernatural situations that have occurred in my life that God not only defended me, he protected me, he covered me, he even removed people out of my way. He shut businesses down because of the evil that they have done towards me. Hello. Now this is living supernatural light. And I'm not trying to get no influence or anything, but I can tell you this much, the hand of God is on me. And what people try to nitpick me about little bitty stuff, God don't even look at that. Because they have an issue, not me. 
And especially if I can come clean with it and say, okay. And then you still going on and on. And, and now you're preaching about. Y'all, come on. Was it really that bad? No, it wasn't. And I'm sharing because a lot of people, I ain't gonna say a lot of people, people that have messaged me back and left me messages have told me, do not only anchor, but people that, like the other day, when I was going to Walmart, one of my customers said, girl, look at the boom fact. Girl, I listen to your program every day. Girl, you just don't know you be helping me. And I'll be like, who is this person? <laughs> I say, listen, to, I say, what you know about the boom factor? She said, girl, I download your app on Facebook. I'm one of your Facebook friends. And I download that app, girl. I listen to you every day. And what's up? What's up? If you listen to me, what's up, girl? I ain't gonna call your name. I ain't gonna shame you. But what's up? Much love to you. And I appreciate you listening to me. Yeah. She know who it is. So something, I know I'm I'm not called to everybody. Some people listen to my program just to be nosy. Some people listen to my program because they really want some help. Some people listen to my program because they hurt and they go through certain things that other people ain't talking about, especially preachers. They're not talking about it at church. Some people listen to my program to get information from, you know, and some people just listen to the program because they don't have nothing else to do. I know for a fact in other countries, they don't have the information and resources to obtain like we do here and they listen to my program. They literally want me to come to their country and it's going to happen. I will be there. Boom Factor will be, well, it's already global, but literally we will be on the grounds. So to all those people, you are the ones that I'm talking to. So I don't mind sharing my heart with you guys. Then it got some people that's on there that's a nitpick and be nosy, that's all. I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with that either. I'm glad you're on here. Share it. Pass it forward. I love it. You helping me. So, I'm going to go to the next episode and start sharing some supernatural stuff. How the devil is real. The devil is real, y'all. I even mentioned, we go in my book, Innocent Invasion... The devil himself called himself trying to destroy me with my child. But God supernaturally manifested himself on my behalf. He did a boom factor for me way back in 1988. So don't tell me it's not a real God, y'all. I know it's a real God. And that's why I'm stern. my, 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 My hands is on the plow and I'm not looking back. I'm standing with this fight. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. With God told me I'm one of his warriors. You know, I'm a soldier in the army. Ain't no time to be wimpy in this fight. Y'all ready? Y'all ready to hear some supernatural stuff, some devil manifestation, some true events? You, you know, you ain't got to go to movies, which one day may be a movie, but this is going to be part of my supernatural encounters with the devil. This is my testimony. All right? I'll check y'all out on the next episode.
All right. Dr. D about to share some supernatural encounters with the devil herself. We see the movies. We see the paranormal investigations, the ghost hunters, and all that kind of stuff. And I watched some of it just to see what in the world is these people doing. And, the, and, and most of them are, are true events, right? And it's some serious stuff, y'all. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, the devil is real. But he has no power over the believer, right? But he'll show up. He'll show up, I'm telling you. And so, in my lifetime, so far, that I'm aware of, that I have had a lot of encounters. I have some super in, supernatural encounters with the spirit world. All right? Um, one thing I could share in the beginning when I didn't even know nothing about God, I didn't know nothing about Jesus, I didn't know nothing about the Bible, I just was a young girl, um, trying, just trying at that time just to please my mother. Um, the, the home was very abusive to me, towards me, I felt it was towards me, um. Like, everything that was going wrong, I had to take the fall for, right? And so, this one particular time, I know I saw the devil. I know that I saw the devil. And uh, my mom don't even know this part. And it's just coming up to me right now that one time I thought I saw the devil standing behind my mama. Now, I was that's when we was living in Algiers. And God is freeing me because remember I'm about to start the generational matter series, and so a lot of stuff is coming up that 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 is really really gonna be some key factors that a lot of people are gonna get delivered from. Okay, and this not no made up stuff. This is some serious stuff I'm about to share with you guys. This is my own personal testimony on having an encounter. Not only a spiritual encounter with God, but just seeing the devil and how he act and didn't really know what it was. My mom did a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff I find myself in the same, um, I didn't say the same position, but uh, she had her businesses. My mom had a catering business. She had a, a ballroom, and I think a lot of that demonic stuff came from that bar. Okay, because she wasn't saved. Okay, um, she tried to do good, you know, a lot of people back, you know. Uh, also, let me add all this. Let me add all this. Here. I was born, I was born right in the middle of the civil rights. Okay, so you got to take an account. My mom, 17, so that means 17 and younger, she experienced a lot of the, the, the black hate coming up with her mother, right? So, I look at all of this. I look at all of this, right? I take all this in account where people come from, what they came through, what they're doing now, what made them the person they are. I just look at a whole lot of things. I put everything together before I even try to sum somebody up. Uh, a lot of people don't do that. They just look at you as soon as they see you, they want to judge you. But if you really take time out 
and understand where a person is from where they came from, I believe more love and compassion will be in each person towards another person. And all this hate that's in the world right now will be dissolved. But, hey, that's only a fantasy world, right? <laughs> so, I, I can say that now, by me talking about this, I'm putting all this together. But back then, we didn't have this kind of knowledge. We didn't have technology. We didn't have internet. We were still talking through the phone as little children. We made our telephones out of paper cups and string and put a big string and talk to the paper cup. That was our cell phone. I don't know if you got some people that's listening to that, but y'all chime in, you know, we got access now to leave me a message and let me know, hey, did you have fun like that? That's what we did. That was our entertainment, you know? That was our cell phone, okay? That's how we tweeted with one another. <laughs> we had them in the paper cups. Y'all remember them cups and the strings, right? And so my mom, she had a bar, she had a catering business, and was prosperous with it. Pro- I mean, she had a, she was an insurance agent. At one time, she did security. Guess what I'm doing security. She had a business. I have my business. I have a bar. I was thinking about doing something, but nah. That was back then. Nah, that's God saved me then. Um, but a lot of that demonic stuff came from that bar, Okay. And so, um, I didn't know it was the devil at that time, but I saw an image behind my mom. One night she came home from work, you know, and she getting her little mood. And so, because I got whipped for everything, for what everything my brother and sister did, I had became numb to it. So I expected it. I expected to get my butt whipped every night. And sad to say, but I expected it because it always came, right? And so, with this said, this particular night, um, well, let me go back. Because I knew this, I already knew how she wanted her house. Better not have no dishes in that sink. The kitchen should have been clean. That bathroom should be clean. Better have a water. You know, she liked her little Jack Daniels or whatever. I made sure that was set. You know, I always strive to make sure that things were right so my mom could accept me so I would get my butt wet. I'm just going to tell the truth, she ain't the devil. Mom, will you listen to me? You may not remember or accept it, but you know I'm telling the truth. But because that still wasn't enough for her, I still got my butt wet. So I think I carried, no, I ain't going to say I think I did. I carried that all through my life, through school, through work. I always did extra, and I didn't even have to do extra, but I wanted people to accept me because in my mind, if I didn't do it right, then I'm going to get chastised. Some kind of way, they're going to find something. And it's sad to say that I had to still get delivered from that even now because no matter what I have done for people, they always got to find something wrong with me. And, and God said, you don't have to do that anymore. I accept you in the beloved. You don't have to do that anymore. If they don't accept you for who you are, I'm going to perfect 
that thing that I need to perfect in you, I'm going to perfect that. If that's a concern for you, I'm going to perfect that. Just like you pray and say, Father, perfect those things that concern me about that person. And then you pray, you walk away. Stop trying to do that for yourself. And a lot of people, a lot of you guys need to stop that too. Stop trying to perfect yourself for other people because they're not accepting you. You don't have to go beyond and beyond to make somebody like you or approve of you or put you on their team or have you part of their group and part of their little clique. No, stop it. Because guess what? It's still not going to happen. And see, and that's where that came from. As a little girl, we were about seven and eight years old, nine and ten, growing up in the household, striving to get acceptance from your parent that didn't even like you, mad with you, because they feel that you are stopping their life. I'm not responsible for your life. But then I'm looking at the whole big picture, you guys. Okay, she coming she coming through this this slave segregation thing, right? Cause see, it it it, it's, it haven't been a short time. I was born in 1965, right? That means, and she was what 16, 16 years old, 17 years old when she had me. So from 16 years old, 1965, so you subtract that 1950, hey, they just breaking loose from slavery. My grandmother, my Aunt Pearl and them, they were slaves. See how close that is, y'all? So it's still fresh. That's why we got all this other stuff popping up now. Now, we have this generation upset we got the white generation upset because they feel like well why we got to pay for what our grandfathers did well it's not that you are paying or uh, 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 you being blamed for what your great grandfather have done but you are benefiting from what your grandfather and great grandfather have done you benefiting with the economic system the school system, the real estate system. You're benefiting from it. Some kind of way, you're benefiting from it. So you do have a part to play in this reparation that's coming up now. See how all this is connected. So back then, when my mom came home and I saw that image behind her, I got so afraid, that's why I would never try to do anything wrong because that image was with her. And and when I got saved and God started showing me spiritual things, whoa, that was the devil behind her. She had a demon on her back. And that's why she was so hateful towards me. Now, it's not so much that she was hateful. It was that devil knew what I was going to become. Hello, come on. And really wanted to destroy me. Because trust me, during those series of events of my life growing up, many opportunities came when my mom tried to destroy me. She didn't even know. One of her own friends had stopped, had me on a drug run with her, took us, took me in this place, and I was like, where are we going? Where is this place? 
And the, and the lady just told me to get out the car. He said, you got to get out of the car. I can't do this. I got to go. I said, what do you mean you got to go? The lady left town. Why? She said, this is what the lady told me. She said, well, I was instructed to bring you out here and leave you out here. I was really supposed to, because somebody was going to come out here and kill you. And I was supposed to go. But since I can't do that to you, you, there's something about you. I'm not going to get judged for this. I'm gone. This lady left town. You didn't see her no more. That lady used to always be at my mama's house every day. Guess what? I didn't return back home until probably three days later, I don't think. I think it was a weekend. And then when I did return home, I got my butt whipped, but not because I, was, I wasn't dead. The, the excuse was, this is what I remember. Now, Mom, if you're listening, I got to share this part because this is part of my testimony. I, I believe that she was not only mad I wasn't dead, but I was back. And whatever had happened, it was with that other lady and they blamed it on me. And that's why that lady went to town. So my mom was going to use me as an scapegoat. And she did at one time because she did. She used me as a scapegoat for something else that happened to my grandmother. And I'm going to talk about that later. I'm not going to bring that up right now. But that was the first time right there that I experienced the work of the devil against me. That I can remember. Now from what my dad told me. That the, that the devil was trying to kill me at birth. Hello, y'all. Come on, y'all. I told y'all, Dr. D could talk about some stuff. I have experienced some stuff, y'all. Some things I did not even remember until the Holy Ghost brought back up to me. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, woo-hoo! And see, a lot of people don't want to accept the Spirit of the Lord because, see, the Holy Ghost going to start digging in you. It's going to start unveiling some stuff that you got to get rid of. You got to acknowledge it, denounce it, so it can be broken off of you. Because if you start having children, there we go, back to generational matters. It's going to pass down from generation to generation. So you're going to have to accept the fact, you guys, that you're going to have to deal with some issues in your life. And so... When when I saw that, that's why I was the way I was. Now that had just came up right there. Because I couldn't really understand why I'm always trying to appease people. And no matter what I do, it didn't matter. Now I know where it came from. So this image... I saw this image once again. I saw this image with my... With my with my dad, uh, not with my dad, with my children's father, my first husband, and he came in one time. And then, now this when I got saved. This was when I really accepted. I got I received Jesus in 1979 when I was 12 years old. Right got baptized, and yeah, I got my butt whipped because nobody in the household at that time 
was going to church. We didn't know nothing about no God. My mom, she was a Muslim because he got married. That was her second marriage. And my stepfather, who was really good to me, he, he was really a blessing to the point where I can really say this person defended me a lot to, against my mom. Why are you always on that girl? That girl didn't do nothing. That girl, you know, you need to get on the other children. They're the one that did this and that. Why are you always on? He always defended me. I loved him for that. It's like, whoa, thank you, Lord Jesus, that somebody see what's going on in this house. <laughs> oh, my gosh, y'all just don't know the traumatic experiences that I have encountered. All right. So, with that said, it was, it was, it was just something. And so that same image I saw with my children's daddy, my baby's The two youngest, I experienced the demonic, and I saw that same image behind him, and it was the devil. And I was like, wow. And guess what? He tried to kill me, literally. And I was like, what's going on with this here? Now, for the manifestation, I guess I got to go on another episode for that. Let me see what time it is. I'll go to 30 minutes and then. Um, and I'm trying to keep this in segments because I want the transcriber to, to pick this up. So that was the first really image of the devil that I, 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 I saw. That at that time I did not know it was the devil because I didn't know the difference. But I know I saw this shadow figure that always was behind was over my mom. You know, I bet you she probably didn't even know. Maybe she did, I don't know. But eventually, some things that came out, and I told her, and I literally told her, I said, Ma, you need to write a book. You need to write a book about all the things that you have encountered and how God delivered you. Because she got, man, she could be, she can have a movie. You know, like the the uh, American Gangster? Who? My mom can do a movie like that and be a blockbuster. I'm telling y'all. I know for a fact it'd be a, block, a blockbuster. Or she'll have a, a New York bestseller. But you know, some people still like, I guess they're embarrassed or whatever. Why? Tell your story. Shoot. What the hell? <laughs> I'm going to tell it. I don't care. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. Hey, it is what it was. So, the image of the devil, hey, it's not like what we think, but it, but but he's out there, all right? He's out there, y'all, and he's going to linger around whoever he needs to linger around to do his best. And when you see all these, like, these little mass murders and shootouts, and when they say, oh, something told them, uh, 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 the devil told me to kill my family. Guess what? Believe him. Seriously. The devil will talk to you and tell you to do some crazy demonic stuff. And when you see people chopping people up and everything, there's underneath the influence of the devil. They ain't just did that just to do that. They are underneath the influence of the devil. And so, wow. That part right there, I believe that was like the beginning of my spiritual encounter as a young person. I, I think that was like around 
I gotta find out when she had that bar. I think I know it was in middle school because for middle school going into high school, that was really testing time for me. And maybe it was a little older. No, I think I probably was in ninth or tenth grade because I remember one of the teachers had told me, and they called me after class, say, "Is everything okay?" She said, "Your grades are dropping." not like you is everything okay and now I was like yeah everything okay and uh, I used to go to school with black eyes and bruises and, and I had to lie I did have to lie and say I fell and all kind of stuff was happening to me y'all and I did have some teachers you know that really cared teachers now I mean they better call the police on you and sing it to the office but Back then, we really had teachers that cared about these students. And I think, you know, I'm going to rewind that one too. I know now that God sent these these teachers as earthly angels. That's what somebody say, earthly angels. But I believe God put the compassion of their heart there to help me. And, and just help me to make it through that time of my life to get me where I'm at now. And I appreciate those teachers. Especially Dr. Washington. Yeah, buddy, that was my math teacher there. My algebra teacher at 35. He was a blessing. He was looking out for me. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Did you eat? Here, here, here. He'll give me a whole bunch of um, lunch tickets. You walking? You 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 have got oh yeah he'll give me bus tickets. See the favor of God was on me y'all when I was young, and I didn't even know what was going on. People were looking out for me y'all. People was looking out for me. I'm thinking about it. They was looking out for me. God was looking out for me to people. some people because some people they go through even more strenuous things that I, I'm even sharing. I mean heartbreaking things. I mean physical things that really told them apart. Literally told them apart. SRAs go through worse than what I'm sharing. And the SRA is really it's a person that go through satanic ritual abuse. Literally being used for satanic rituals. Stab and atomize or sodomize and sexual perverted. I mean, young people. I know people that was young, children that was used. They was molesting these children for sex acts, acts and beating them and stabbing them and torturing them. Yeah, that was hard. That's hard. I didn't go through that, but I did go through abuse. I did go through emotional abuse at my stage of my life. I went through enough to affect me, to prevent me, to obtain the best things that was coming to me. And I couldn't even participate. I had a lot of opportunities, you guys, to receive scholarships. Really was coming to me and just by me being on a track team. I was good in track, but I couldn't stay in track. I was a dancer. I was part of the dance team, but I couldn't stay because I had to come home and babysit. 
It's like everything that I became good at, I couldn't participate because I had to come home and babysit. But one thing I was determined and I fought for, I taught myself, I fell in love with skating and I wrapped myself around skating. I taught myself how to skate and I made sure when I skated, I skated into a whole nother world. And that was my release. So let's go on to the next episode. And I'm going to share about the, the manifestation. Let me see which one I'm going to talk about. Let's do the manifestation at church. I'm probably going to skip some years. But let's do the manifestation at church about... Um, when I was sharing earlier how that, that person said, that's Jesus, get that person out of here. <laughs> but that's after I have developed that spiritual connection, right? I developed that spiritual connection and, and understood the authority that Jesus gave to me. And I'm not afraid of the devil to that degree, you know, because I know I'm in the power of his might. Oh, you know what? I need to share with y'all this dream I had. This was something. No, yeah, let's do that. Let's share the dream about the fire in the earth. Let's do that. Okay, so let's talk about um, Earth on Fire. Let, let, let this title be Earth on Fire. So as I said earlier, I saw I saw the devil. I didn't know who it was back then, but as I grew and as I'm talking and as I'm, I'm understanding the spiritual things, uh, I saw the devil, um, the image, and how he dwells on people um his 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 his, his workmen you know and, and we still we all have we have angels we have we have our assigned angels to fight on our behalf once we have crossed over to um jesus side right we came out of darkness into the light. And then we still had little demons hanging around that we didn't left. So they're still hanging around. They just can't touch you. Right? They're still watching. They're watching and taking notes because they're trying to see what door the children left open to report back to the devil. Right? So he can build a case against you and have opportunity to go before God and say, okay, I got all this against this sister. When can I go and attack her? Remember, the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. So just because you say, I love Jesus and I got the blood and you speak in tongues, yabba, yabba, and you think everything all right, no, 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 because guess what? If you don't repent for the sins and actions that you do in this earth, and especially towards people, and especially to towards your brother and sister in Christ, especially to your brother and sister in Christ, Oh, he loved that. And then don't you know that infuriate God the most? He don't like when we go against each other. Y'all didn't know that, huh? 
oh my gosh, that's that's like steam. He gotta turn his back. He's he he turns his back literally. Literally, he'll look over at Jesus. That's yours. Cause see, God, God don't put up with that. Read the Bible. He ain't gonna put up with that. He gonna let that last long enough. Believe me, if it wasn't for Jesus interceding right now for the world, all the stuff that's going on, we this earth would have been gone. And people want to quick to say, "Well, God wouldn't do that." Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know what Bible you done read, but God didn't destroy a whole nation. <laughs> he opened up the earth and swallowed people because they didn't obey what he said. And really, the obedience to protect yourself from the evil one. He know what the devil is about. That's why he said, choose this day, life or death. Blessings are cursing. I don't want you to be cursed. I don't want the devil to trick you up. I'm telling you, choose life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Choose my son. He's the only one that's going to help you. But no, we don't want to choose life. Oh, no. We gonna, man, we want to dance with the devil. We want to we wanna parade with the devil. We want to eat and drink with the devil. We want to party, party with the devil. We think it's funny. Oh, man, when we go to hell, we're going to have a big old celebration. Oh, you think so? The devil just lied to you and deceived you and who wink you. And he's going to have a parade with you, all right? Whatever sin that you love so much in this earth, that's what you're going to get tormented. And sexual sin? Oh, you think you have a fun sexual Okay, but when you go to hell, you're going to understand what sexual punishment is. It ain't going to be like no pleasure in the earth. You're going to get tormented. I don't know how I got on that, but whatever you're doing sexually, that's how you're going to get punished in hell, sexually. And you, it ain't going to be no pleasurable moment. So a lot of individuals need to get some stuff right. The murderers, the pedophiles, the molesters. You better repent and get it right. You may not have no rewards in heaven, but at least you make it in there. But if you still live in that lifestyle and you died doing it, Hey, I'm sorry. The devil is enjoying that because he got something waiting for you. He got something waiting for you. So why, 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 like I always say, why play Russian, Russian roulette with your life with the devil? Why? Why, why would you even do that? It's not no funny games. So... When, 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 and let's see. So I got baptized in 1979 as part of my bayou, bayou, um, my life, my lifetime bayou, my spiritual bayou. I have so many bayous. I have a short version, medium version, lifetime version, long version, um, so I got saved 1979. 
got baptized through regular Baptist church. But because the household was not living underneath the rules of the Bible, we were living underneath the rules of the Quran. My mom was a Muslim. We came, became a Muslim because of her husband, who was my stepfather, who really was a good father. Um, so we, so we, I could say maybe three, four, five, maybe four, five years. I was underneath those teachings as a young girl. I can remember even, I can remember up to the third grade because um, I remember taking pictures and I had the the covering and this over my head and wrapped or whatever. And I remember when I took the test, because they had their own school. Um, we had our own temple. They had their own school. So when I went to public school, I was advanced. So when I graduated, I graduated when I was 17. You see, I had just made 17. I was 16, really, when I started. When I got, when I was a senior, I was 16. I graduated when I was 17 because my birthday was in October. So I was young. So that's why it was like a whole year. I had to wait at the college. Like now, you can go to college at 15 and get a master's degree. <laughs> they got children doing double APA credits and stuff. See, things didn't change. That's how stuff is so rapidly, right? So I didn't start college till I was 18 because you had to be 18 to start college, right? Um, so I graduated and I had like maybe a year lapse and because they skipped me. So I really didn't go to a second grade. I went straight to third grade. And so because of that, um, I can still remember that because we took pictures and I have pictures of me with my covering and we had to dress a certain way and because of that I was teased a lot I was picked on a lot and that's what me and my brothers and I'll forget them his name was David and somebody else David and John them white boys they pulled my um, wrap off my head and pulled my ponytails and I, my brother saw me crying, trying to put that thing back on my head. And he went, he said, who did this? He went over there and punched them. He beat them boys up to the point where David had a, a, a broken nose. My brother got in trouble, but he didn't care. That is how he was. I miss my brother because, shoot, a lot of people did stuff to me. I know for a fact my brother would have went and put him in check. I'm, I'm serious. He didn't care. And then he a military man, too. Shoot, man, especially some dudes, they call themselves trying to ha- mishandle me as I was growing up and stuff. You know, after he had passed, he passed in 1999. So I'm talking about even in the church. They talked to me and tried to handle me in any kind of way. Shoot, my brother would can put you in check, period. They wouldn't have messed with me. I know that. And especially this last incident, and I told him, I said, shoot, my brother was live. He would come to my, yeah, he'll come up missing. Oh, really? Yeah, come on, missing. I say, no, you'll be missing. <laughs> you know, don't try to threaten me. You know, 
I was like, if my brother, if my brother was alive, he would come and put you in check. Yeah, he'll be missing too. I'm like, oh, really? You will be missing. <laughs> but my brother, ooh, and I think, not think I know, because the Lord has shown me some stuff. And um, he kind of helped me out with even with the, the relationships with the men. That um, even though I was trying to be a sister to the brothers in the church by trying to help them with their ministry and stuff, the brothers was only trying to get in my drawers. They only was trying to, they call themselves, oh, we thank God for you, sister, la, 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 la. But then push come to shove, they just couldn't help themselves. But I didn't have control of that. And I let them know up front, and I made sure I dressed accordingly. I ain't trying to seduce nobody. You know what I'm saying? But the law was showing me I was getting delivered, y'all. I'm just sharing. I'm just sharing with y'all about how the devil works. So God had to deliver me because what was happening, I was looking for my brotherly love and the brothers in the church. Because in my mind, I thought we were supposed to be sisters and brothers in the law. We in one family. But everybody's not delivered. You see? And so with that said, when I got saved and went through that experience, I saw the earth on fire. Literally, I felt it. When I jumped out of my sleep, I literally felt the heat in my hands. I saw the room. The room was full of fire. I looked up, and the only thing I could see, the earth upside down, and the, the earth was on fire, and people was falling out the earth. Just falling, just falling, just falling. Now, that was the first time I saw that, right? I saw it again in 1988 when I dedicated myself back to the Lord. Okay, now this happened in 1979, like maybe about six months after I got saved. I went to church as a little girl. I was going to Bible study, and I really gave my heart to God. And I really wanted to serve God. But my mom and them, like I said, they wasn't, you know, we wasn't into that. We was Muslims, and it just wasn't going to happen. And I got, ooh, my mom took my butt up. You know, and then she went across the street because the lady was an evangelist. Now, I'm trying to think of her name. Miss Mary or Marilyn. Uh, but it, uh, it was Vernon Mama. I think she passed, but she was she was, she was was a decent lady. She would take all the children to church. And they had vacation Bible school during the summer. And so she took us with her. You know, and this just so happened this particular day. They did a story about how Jesus gathered all the children, and he was just talking to the children. And I felt they had a picture at church, and I just visualized myself going and sitting on Jesus' lap. And inwardly, I say, if you real, let me feel you. Can't you see what I'm going through? You say you don't suffer no child to come to you. Please don't turn me away. And I, I remember visualizing Jesus extending his hand. Now, I only can go by what the picture said, y'all, at that time. All right? 
I'm only learning. I, I'm experiencing a whole nother perspective now as an adult. But I'm going to share with you what I experienced as a young girl. And I cried out within myself. If you really say who you are, you say that you don't suffer no child. You want them to come unto you. Please take me, accept me. And I could literally see the image. It was like that picture came alive to me. And, and it's like his head turned. I'm telling you, this is what I visualized. And he reached out his hand and said, come. And he picked me up and put me on the lap. So the image of the child, this picture, if you ever saw this picture, they have children sitting around his feet. They have one on their side. Then they have a child where you can tell where he picked him up and put the child on his lap. Literally, I saw the hands of Jesus reach out to me literally pick me up and put me on his lap that's one of my supernatural encounters I had with God and ever since then that was stuck in my image so whatever had happened to me I used to always like you know God I'm on your lap so why is this happening you were supposed to protect me right and that's just how it was. It went. And so I kind of faded all because I thought maybe it was phony. You, you're not real. You're not protecting me. Why I'm still getting whippings? Why this is happening? You know what I'm saying? Why, did, why is these children bullying me and picking on me? You, you kind of feel what I'm saying, y'all? Okay. After that experience, this is what else happened, though. And then that's when I saw that image. It was like God himself was just showing me this is what the world is going to come to. And you won't experience this. That's how I felt at that time. But I felt the fire. I opened my eyes. I saw the fire. I looked up. And I literally saw the world The world turning upside down. It's on fire. And the people coming out. People falling out. Just falling out. Just falling out. And I just felt I just felt, I didn't know it was in my spirit, but I felt within me and around me that that I was not going to experience that. So it was like a relief, but not a relief. I don't know, but that's just how it was. I was a young girl. I'm understanding a little better now as an adult, but I'm sharing with you guys my experience that I saw with the devil and now my experience with God. And so as I go forward now, you'll start understanding some things and you'll be able to put it together better. Okay? Some things I have to interject because you gotta understand where I was at that time in my life and and why certain things were so important and key things I talk about is because of this and because of that and because of this. Okay, so you, you can understand the flow and the transition of things. Okay, so I'm going to try to keep it in chronological order. Uh, best that I can. And then you can understand the whole perspective of what I'm talking about. So as a child, that's what I experienced. I experienced that image. And... Um, then I accepted it like that, but then through me not having anyone to really help me and guide me, 
then I was strong enough to handle what I saw. So now I didn't graduated. I didn't graduated from high school. Yeah, it was tough. A lot of other stuff was going on. Uh, uh, had a hit on me. <laughs> uh, it, that was really something where you, you, the person that's trying to protect you, really trying to protect themselves because of somebody else did. And they put the blame on you, and it really didn't make a difference because, hey, that's a child, so it don't make a difference. Get rid of her. And I'm sure the devil was telling my mom that, get rid of her. Get rid of her. You know. And this, I don't know why it went down like that, but the lady told me this. i never forget it. I still remember. I feel it. I forgot she had this... Um, let me see what kind of car she was driving. I don't know if it was a Fury. But uh, she had short hair. I forgot her name. She was dark skinned. And I uh, kind of find out she was one of, one of my mom's um, runners. Well, I learned the other day what it was. What, the, what they call them. They call them the mute. Me and my daughter were watching this movie with Clint Eastwood. It was really good. It was interesting. And they called it a mule. The mule was like the runners, the drivers for the drug dealers, right? So, she was a mule. <laughs> and so, whatever had happened, she was getting the heck out of the, she was getting the heck out of town. She was gone. And I never forget me walking. I don't know where I was. We was at some type of contract. Now, we lived in Elgis. I have probably asked my other brother about this here. I'm trying to see how far I was because I didn't... I was away from home for almost a whole day or whatever. I was walking. Yeah, serious, y'all. And when I showed up, I could see the expression on my own face. And I was not supposed to be there. But it had to be turned around like I ran away and... She beat my behind. I'm sitting here like, what did I do? The lady left me. The lady left me out in the whole open field and said that somebody was coming to kill me and I get a whipping for it? Now, just think about the emotional part of that. You got a young girl experiencing it. All right, so let's go to the next episode and I'm going to share more in depth of the earth being turned upside upside down and how I really backed up because I had this supernatural encounter literally to the point that I was out of my body experience. Okay? And the things that I had saw in the world that now I'm understanding what it was. I ain't gonna say it now today now, but as I had grew in my spiritual walk, I'm understanding a little bit at a time, but I'm going to show you how afraid I was when I saw this to the point that I asked God to take that gift away from me. I didn't know it was going to, it was a gift. I'm just like, oh Lord, take that away from me. I don't never want to see nothing like that again. And because I say that, I never had experience of vision like that no more. Because it was a lot 
a lot of things the Lord was starting to show me, and I didn't understand it. I had nobody around to teach me to be able to dissect it, to interpret it, explain to me why I was experiencing all this, why I was seeing certain stuff. And I didn't have no one at that time in my life to explain to me that I was becoming an intercessor and a seer, a prophet. See, that's what was happening to me. All right? Okay, you guys. All right, blessed people of God and my other believers and other individuals that listen to my voice. I'm sharing my spiritual encounters, my supernatural encounters, not only with God, but with the devil. And how (laughs) these are true events, true experiences through my lifetime. I guess, uh, I guess I know. The devil don't like me. I know that now. It don't make a difference. I really don't care. <laughs> so, um, I want to share about the earth, upside down earth. Earth on fire. I guess you can put it like that. So, I was around a third, fourth grade when I saw this here. So, next time I saw this was around 1988 when I rededicated my life and got filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, oh my gosh, I started praying and interceding because at that time, my my husband was very contrary. Um, A lot of things that need to be dealt with, he didn't deal with. And so I had a lot of supernatural experiences with this man. (laughs) And um, things that came about so spiritual to the point where his own family told him that he married a witch. You know, because back then they, it's still fresh, like what, I guess about 25 years ago, 1988 to now. How many years? 29? Almost 30 years later, I guess. Um, a lot of individuals really still didn't accept the Holy Ghost. So I got filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And God connected me with some strong mothers that was intercessors. And really began to teach. I used to go to the home prayer meetings, and we used to pray and teach us um, how to pray in the spirit and stuff, and um, before I left there, a lot of things was happening that we were still at the Baptist church, and my, the Lord would show me stuff, right, and I didn't know, because, now remember, my husband, my ex-husband brought me to church, y'all. I didn't go to church or anything because what I told y'all, we used to be Muslims. So after that, I ain't go to nobody else's church. Now, when I was going through with my oldest children, daddy, we never was married. We was, uh, I was in fornication with him, all right? 
And out of that, my two children came out of that. And we were supposed to get married, but he told not to get married. He got married to somebody else. And as you know, or if you don't know, now I'm about to tell you, he's still married to the woman, but hey, it wasn't all being roses. And I can also tell you that the peace of God have ruled because we can go and as you see the pictures and we done went back and forth. I have no animosity towards nobody. Alright? So I can stand freely and still show love to people even though they may still have issues with me. Why? I don't know. I can be the best, your best friend. You know? I believe if people get their mind right and stop being so jealous and envious, you know, they would love to have me as a friend or a sisterhood, you know, just to have a part of their life. I'll be your best friend. I'll, I'll be the best person in your life or in your corner because I feel I'm a decent person. I'm not trying to get nothing from you. I'm trying to get something to you. I always say that. If I can't multiply and add to your life, I will walk out your life. That just, if you don't want me in your life, I'm gone too. Because I'm not going to be somewhere that you don't want me. I'm not going to let you abuse me with your words. Talk about me right from my face. You see, that's not going to happen. I'm not I'm not that crazy. But anyway. So. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, when. Wait, let me get back on track. What I was about to say. See? See how they go? Um, with my two oldest daughters. And they're that. So I guess that's around 1986. Okay, so I wasn't in church or anything. So when I met um, Thriver, which is my son, when I met his father... He was in church, so he brought me to church. So, you know, I just went through that on the other episode. Just gone to church, gave my life, dedicated. And then I really, like, I remember, I remember as a child. And I saw it again. But this time, I saw Jesus standing up, reaching his hands out to me and say, Come on, I got you. And I'm not letting you go. And I really felt it. And when I walked up, as I was walking up that aisle, I just saw the hands. I just held the Lord. And when the pastor, when the pastor embraced me, I didn't even see the pastor. I saw Jesus embrace me. And when Jesus embraced me, I felt that this time, I was like, oh my gosh. I really felt it. I felt it inside my being. That the Lord will never leave me. And I felt it and I heard it in my spirit. He said, I'm going to always be with you. Fear not, my daughter. I am here now with you. Always. And since then, you guys, no matter what happened in my life, my good, my bad, my ugly, hey, my big brother is right here. He's right here with me. And, um. So with that said, and I'm learning how to pray in the spirit and all of the other stuff, my my ex-husband used to do things and the Lord would show it to me, right? The intercession, my intercession was so deep and so intense that I could literally, I could literally 
feel myself levitating out myself. I literally felt myself navigating, being translated into the spirit world. You know, like on these movies, you see people coming out their bodies and they walk into this whole nother place and like, whoa, that happens, you guys. It is for real. It is for real. I'm telling you, it is for real. All right, if you're in that place, and you got to be in the right place because you can go levitate and get stuck like in other movies, Insidious, and you go levitate yourself up in hell somewhere you can't get out. <laughs> so you can't be playing around with that stuff. All right, you have to really be locked in the Lord. I'm serious about this. And so I can literally see myself walking in places and seeing like, whoa, and now I learned as I grew in the Lord that they, these was visions, dreams and visions. Now I had to learn the difference because dreams and visions, and they have two different dynamics, which I'm not going to go into too much details with that. I'm going to have to just teach on that later on. But they have two dimensions with that. You can have dreams, they have dreams, all right? But then you can have dreams that come to pass. Visions, for me, is really, act, I'm acting, I'm really take part, it's like partaking into this vision. And with me, with visions, right? If I'm coming out of it, and I, I have I have some type of sign that I was literally there. You know, like in Freddy Krueger when they go into the dream and they're pulling something out. I'm, I, I know y'all might. What is Dr. D talking about? I'm telling you, this is my supernatural experiences. This stuff is real. Remember, the word of God tells us, don't build your, 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 your don't, don't have your hopes in the things of seeing. The real world is the unseen. God is telling us right now that we are supernatural beings. But the devil wants us to stay in this carnal state so he can have dominion over you and you won't operate in your supernatural state. That's where your authority coming at. That's where your power coming at. All right? That's where you can step into the very being of Jesus himself and he will defeat the enemy. That's why he said that the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God, not yourself. You see? So when we start acknowledging the power of God working in us and through us, and know that greater than he that's in us against the devil, hey, by nothing by any means shall harm you. And you won't walk around in this fear. Now, I can say that now, but back then I didn't know all this. So, I'm having this vision now. First, I'm dreaming. I'm just dreaming. Then, all of a sudden, I'm seeing myself walking, just walking around in this open area, right? This is open area. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing the earth. And it's like an astronaut can look through the space shuttle and seeing the earth. So that's how I saw it. I saw it like that. So I'm looking and I'm looking like, wow, look how beautiful. 
I'm seeing the shapes, I'm seeing the blues, which is the water and the white, that's the land. And you know, you just see all of it, right? Then all of a sudden, it's just like one of those meteors that hit the earth, right? And it went boom. And then it start that little reddish fire starts spreading all over the earth. Now, it starts spreading on the top part, and all of a sudden I'm hearing all this hollering and screaming. You know, I'm hearing all these different sounds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the earth is on fire. And so I'm still looking up. I'm still like in this astronaut, in this shuttle. And I'm watching this. And I'm holding on to it, but I'm like, oh my gosh. And I, in my imagination, they didn't know fire extinguisher. The earth is on fire. Hello. But not only that, once I saw it start spreading out, then I saw the earth turning upside down. Now, it's burning up, but it's turning. I'm seeing the, it's, it's literally turning upside down. It's rotating. It's turning upside down. Now, while it's rotating, all of a sudden, I'm seeing these images falling out. And as it was falling out, the hands up, howling and screaming, it's falling out, it's just falling out. And I said, oh my gosh, the people on fire, they're falling out. They're falling out the earth. Then all of a sudden, I see half of the earth, right? Half of it's on fire. Now, the top part, it wasn't burning. Not yet. It wasn't burning. Just the half part. But the earth, I see the people falling out. Now, I done jumped out. Now, when I saw, I'm jumping I'm jumping out. I'm jumping out of the dream, which I thought of the dream was the vision. Because I'm literally, I felt, I could feel it. Because now this time, when I, when I jumped out of it, and I awakened, I'm like, I'm still seeing the people falling. I'm blinking my eyes like, okay, so where am I, where am I now? Because I'm looking around like, I'm still seeing the people falling. I'm still, now I can feel the heat. I'm feeling the heat from what I'm seeing, the earth. Come on. And I was like, oh my God, what is this here? Oh Lord, we burning up, we burning up. That's all I can remember saying. The people on fire, we burning up. So I'm awakened, right? I'm finally awakened. And I was like, oh God, what is this? I remember seeing this before. What is this? Never got an answer. Didn't see anything. But after that, you guys, then I start seeing all kinds of stuff. To the point where my husband was in so much devilish stuff and divination and all kind of stuff. The Lord would show me where he was, who he was with, what kind of clothes they had on. And this 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 one supernatural experience for a fact. I never forget this here because we had we had that that yellow beauty. His daddy gave us, his daddy gave us two cars, but because he was so mean and so jealous and I can't even think about the rest of the stuff, that 
he'll prevent me from driving to go anywhere. And I got four children. Now, it, at this time, I got four babies, right? I got four babies, right? And you gonna take the distributor cap off and the spark plug loose so I can't go drive nowhere so I can just be home. Really? Really, dude? Really? When they got a big bus out there and I got feet, I'm gonna walk. You forgot. I come from a, a place in my life that here I can walk anywhere. I had to walk to school. I had to walk to save my life. I had to walk to go to job. Guess what? Walking ain't nothing for me. I'm gonna walk this thing out. So really, a car? Oh, I'm gonna have a car. I may not be able to get everywhere, but I know how to get where I need to get. I guess about right now, that's why it don't bother me. And see, a lot of times, people don't know where you come from, and they just try to nitpick you on stuff, but hey, you know what you can deal with. God knows what each and every one of us can handle from where he brought us from. And so that's why it don't bother me. Now, sometimes I'm like, shoot, if I had a car, I could make it there. And then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Hey, you said it's a season. I'm not going to say that no more. Don't you think I know God know and he sees that I need a vehicle? So why I'm still complaining about it? No, let me rewind. Why I'm letting other people complain about my situation and what they think I should have? See, that's how we got to start looking at stuff because God already know you need a vehicle. He know you need a house. He know you need food in your house. He know you need money to pay your bills. He know you got to take care of those children. God know this. But what are you doing about it? How are you standing in faith? Are you believing to receive from the Father? Are you nitpicking God to take what you want from who you want and how you want it? Did you be specific? Because, see, I said, Lord, I just need a car. I just need something to give me back and forth. So when he did that and I didn't like it, he said, well, I was only giving you what you wanted. What do you want? I said, well, I want a reliable car. I want a brand new car. I want at least something that I know that I can go drive out of state if you want me to go speak somewhere. And I got to worry about the thing breaking down on me. I said, come on, Daddy. Come on. You say you would give me a rock to eat if I'm hungry. You know, and I can hear him chuckling like he said, now that's what I'm talking about. Be pacific. Hey, remember, I own everything. Tell me what you want. Whoa. See, our daddy God is not like people portray him. You got to be pacific with God. Because guess what? He going to definitely be pacific with you. He going to want you to do something. He going to tell you what he wants you to do. He ain't going to be playing patty cake with you. He's going to tell you exactly, look, I need you to fulfill this assignment. I need you to do it this way. Hey, if you do anything else, it's going to crumble. I'll help you get it right, but I'm I'm trying to save you some time. And see, that's why a lot of people get in trouble. They get anxious. Come on. So, with that said... So I experienced all of that, and because of that, my my ex-husband people started out with a witch. They said, that girl a witch, you need to get rid of her. She a witch. She be talking about stuff. You can't understand what she's saying sometimes. How she be knowing this? Do she got a private eye? Somebody investigating you? How she know this? She got to be a witch. I wasn't no witch, y'all. I just was in tune with the Holy Ghost. 
So because of all of that, because I was trying to save my marriage or whatever, I said, God, you know what? Take all this away from me. Take it away from me. I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't see nothing good coming out of it. I don't see my husband changing. What is all this? I'm trying to do the best that I can as a young mother, as a young Christian. And it's scaring me now because this last time scared me. My my my, my ex-husband had got a job. Okay, we pray for him to get a job. He's like he couldn't keep a job. And his attitude really caused him not to keep a job, but that's what happened. So he finally got gave him an opportunity. And back then, like in 1989, 1990s, you could be a seaman and make real, real good money. You could still make some good money now, but now they got all these implications and different rules and all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of, not kind of, it is a little stricter to get a toy card and try to go out there and be a seaman, but you could still do it. But back then, man, you, you make you some money. And my, my ex-husband made some money, but the sad part about it, he was not sending it home. He wasn't sending me no money. All right. So this particular time, this first time he came to care stuff, he was real, real adamant. He made sure he take care of his hair. And that used to hurt me. He made sure he bought him clothes and everything. And I used to get nothing. I just really felt like, oh God, what is going on? Why 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 people hate me so much? They treat me like I'm I always felt like I was Cinderella. I always felt like Cinderella. Everybody getting the best, doing the best, and I gotta stay home and scrub floors. No, seriously, that's how my life was. All right. Now I got these four babies and children, so I know, hey, my life gone now because I gotta raise these children. Things I wanna do and get, I can't get, I can't do. I gotta take care of these babies. And they fault they here. I'm responsible, and that's just how I took it. They didn't go in, and they'll tell you. I ain't let them go nowhere. Then you ain't want to stay by nobody's house. It was just too much stuff going on back then. So this particular time he came home. This is the second time he came back home. But this time, he didn't make it home. He went out partying with his friends. And me and my other friend, my confidant, she was living with me at that time, right? One of my sisterhoods. And we got the prank. And then all of a sudden, I was like, girl, somebody done robbed Rodney. And she was like, well, how you know that? I said, the Lord just showed it to me. I said, matter of fact, they robbed him and they took his car. She said, what? I said, yep. I said, let's pray. So what happened was he got robbed. They beat him and took his money, took his car. Then the Lord showed me where the car was at. All right? But the thing about it, when he came, the Lord showed me, he he showed my ex-husband to me as this big old bear. But it was a big angry bear. And the Lord said, now, I want you to open up the door, but I don't want you to stay at the door. You just open the door. Because they took his keys and everything, so he couldn't get in. He had to knock on the door. He said, just leave the door open. He's going to come stumbling through here. He's going to come fussing. He's going to want to fight you. So open up the door, go in the room, and you lock the door. Man, he come busting through that door. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to get them. They did this and that. Yeah, because he talking about what happened. He didn't tell me what happened. 
but he was talking about it. And then when he get in that mode, he wants to start that fuss with me to give him an opportunity to swing at me and fight me. But because the Lord had already showed it to me, right? He already showed me the spiritual world of it and the demonic behind it, God protected me. And so I had got the children and we went in the other room and I said, and I told my, my sister, I ain't gonna mention her name. I, I told my sister, I said, come on, we gotta go in the back room and lock the door. Cause when he come in here, he ain't gonna be nothing nice. Girl, I ain't afraid of your husband. I said, look, I'm telling you what the Lord said. So what we did, we went on locked to the bed. And I think, matter of fact, she did. She left. She had called her fiance or her boyfriend at that time. They married now. Um, called her boyfriend and said, well, I ain't going to do all this here. Because, see, you got to step up to him. I said, no, this is the Lord showing me. And I don't want, I want you to get hurt because I already know how a boyfriend is. And I ain't want her boyfriend to get in trouble and get put in jail because of his crazy behind so I, I believe she left. She called She called him and he came and got her. So me and the children, we went in the room and we locked the door. All right, or was it afterwards? I know she was, no, 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 no. She did left because I had to call her back so we can come and go see where the car was. Cause when he came in there and banging on the door, da 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 what you doing? And I was like, well, your car is at, is behind the fishing project by the dumpster. How you know this? How you know this here? You must have was in on it. And because I said that, it put more rage in him. So he thought I was in on it. So that he was even more mad, right? So now I understood why the Lord told me to get in that room and lock that door. Because he was bam that door. Yeah, because he wanted to fight. And, and if I would let him get to me, I probably was in the, I'd be in the hospital, y'all. So you see how important it is to listen to the Holy Spirit? To really, really listen to God, it could save your life. So the long story short, he left out of there. And then he came back with mad because he didn't see it. But what happened, he went on the wrong side of the project. I knew exactly where it was. And because I knew where it was, that's how he thought I had a private investigator or I was part of them stealing his car and his money. No, it just uh, it just was the Holy Ghost was showing me. So I had called her back. I said, girl, you got to get back over here. I need to go see something. And she was like, is he gone? I said, yeah, he's gone. He ain't coming back. And when he get like that, I don't see him for the weekend. He gone. You know, he gone going by his other little woman house or whatever way he going, I don't know. So we get sent a call, y'all, and go drive by the project. I said, no, it's on this side. And don't you know, that car was right behind the dumpster, just where the Lord showed me, just sitting there. Didn't strip the car. <laughs> and I was laughing at me because you trying to be mad and mean with me, and I got four children to get back and forth just, just trying to stop me from going to church, but you're trying to hurt me because you're thinking that another man in my life because the bills and stuff is still being paid. No, God was Jehovah Jireh in my life, and then I, that's how I started doing my business. I started making stuff and cooking stuff and selling stuff, right? That's how the money was coming, but he thought I had a man. And because I knew where the car was, and he even told his mama. 
That's what I say. You gotta get rid of that girl. That girl a witch. How she know all that? Well, they understood the supernatural. And sure enough, I told him, I said, you went on the wrong side. Your car is on this side. So when he went and saw it and did all of that, <laughs> it was so funny. But it kind of scared me because I was like, oh, my gosh. Then they had a lot of other stuff um, that happened um, that I can... Um, I can really share some demonic stuff, some demonic manifestations through him. Uh, one time, I don't know, he did something. He came back in, then one night he just was howling and screaming, Help me, Donnie, help me, Donnie, the devil trying to take me in. He way in the corner, right? Now I can see this image. I can see this image, right? And I'm going to let y'all go on this one. I could see the image over him, right? Just crouching over him. And he hollering, screaming like a, a, a canary. You know, he trying to take me, you know. And the way how he was fighting or whatever, you can literally see where something was pulling him, right? Something was literally pulling him. And he trying to, and he trying to get me to help him to stay. And the Lord told me, don't touch it. He said, don't you go over there. Just pray. So I'm losing the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I bind the devil off my husband and da 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 da. You let him go. You let him go in the name of Jesus. And I used to tell him, you need to call on Jesus. Call on Jesus. I'm calling on Jesus. Ain't nothing happening. He, the devil taking me. He taking me. I said, well, you let them take me. Every time you open the door, it, it, it was hilarious, y'all. I used to say, well, you keep going out there playing with him. How you gonna play with the devil? And the devil, you don't think the devil gonna come back and say it's time for you to pay? You can't play with the devil and then get mad when the devil won't come and get you. Make up your mind. It's God or the devil. Y'all, it used to be funny in that house. You know? But I want God. I said, well, you need to start acting like you want God. God ain't going to do nothing. He ain't got nothing to do with you in that corner acting like a fool right now. <laughs> but it ain't funny. It's funny now, but back then it was not funny, y'all. I'm telling you, it was like every day it was always something with the devil with him. But I saw that image, and whatever that was, it was pulling him, y'all. Literally to the point where it grabbed his foot. Something had his hand, and something was dragging him on his feet. And you can literally see. You can see it. I saw the image, but I know he saw the devil. Because he was hollering, I'm not going. Let me go. I'm not going with you. I'm not going with you. Help me, Donnie, help me, Donnie, they're taking me. The devil taking me. And they was pulling him. They was pulling him from his feet, and them, them demons were pulling his hand. And you can literally see the force. You couldn't see nothing else but the movement, but I could see the shadow. But I know he literally seen the image of the devil. And I could see the actions of them pulling him into the abyss or whatever they, where they was taking him, they was taking him that night. This show was with the blood of Jesus, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I took authority of that demonic force. You gonna get out of my house. I got my earl and start slinging that earl on him. 
I said, in the name of Jesus, I kept saying, in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, let my husband go. Let my husband go in the name of Jesus. You have no authority in this house. This house belongs to the Holy Ghost. I belong to the Holy Ghost, and it's my husband. Let him go. Let him go. And I used to tell him, I said, now you got to tell the devil let you go. You got to say, Jesus, I repent. I want to live for you. I need you to come into my heart. Please forgive me. I used to, ooh, y'all just don't know. And he used to repeat that and repeat that. And we was going back and forth with that for a good little while, y'all. And then finally, when they jerked him, they jerked him because it was like the final thing. And it was like they got reinforcement. And they jerked him. And he jerked. You could tell he came at least because he levitated off that off the floor. So they pulled him. They, was, they jerked him to the point where they lifted him off the floor. And I saw my ex-husband levitate off that floor to the point where they pulled him and they was about to get him. And all of a sudden, when I kept saying the blood of Jesus, I said, no more in the name of Jesus, let him go. I said it with thrust and authority. And the only thing you hear was a boom. They dropped him. And he fell back down to the floor. And he had his head down in the corner, whining, crying like a big baby. Lord, I'm so sorry. Lord, I'm so sorry. I need you in my life. A, B, Z, D, E, F, G. He was just going through the whole scenario. I need you in my life. When we going to church, Donnie, I got to go to church. I got to go to church. Yeah, you better get in church. Because, see, you playing around. You God was letting you see. You playing around with the devil too much. You got a family here. And he trying to bless you. And you bringing curses in the house. And that was just one of the episodes, you guys, that I experienced with the devil. The manifestations of the unclean spirits. And seeing the devil, the demons, taking somebody. Literally lifting them off the floor. Now, the counter-attack, they come at me. They try to choke me. And they had a point where I couldn't move in the bed. That the unclean spirits that he'll bring in, they'll try to choke me. Literally, I'm gagging. I can't say nothing. I can't even open my mouth. Just choking me. Holding me down where I can't even move. One time, I was so afraid. I was so, and I was. I was so afraid. I was like, I'm trying to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I couldn't even move. My whole body was like, had cement where I couldn't do anything. And I, and I felt them demons choking me, literally choking me. And I'm gagging. And I'm like, but, 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 Jesus, you see them lead me, help me, They're choking me. And I kept saying the blood of Jesus, and all of a sudden, whoosh, the spirit's gone. Yeah, that's just one of my supernatural experiences with the devil. So when, hey, some things come up, I see the devil, I say in the name of Jesus, you got to go. I command you to leave now. Go. They got to go. I saw some stuff. That's just, that just... Man, I have so many stories to tell y'all. I I could probably have three supernatural books on 
demonic encounters and experiences and the power of God shows up for me now one episode I'm going to share with you where this lady called herself trying to put her hand on me and literally she died that happened to me two times the second time they didn't touch me they just put their mouth on me. They, they did some evil thing, and they died. But this one here was really like the first time that I ever experienced God fight for me. To the point that, hey, I told you I am with you. And I'm with you. And if anybody put their hands on you, they will die. Yep. Because like somebody told me they was going to punch me in my face. I said, whoa, you don't want to do that? I know for a fact if that person would have hit me, they would have died on the spot right there. Even though I wanted to kill them myself, but I backed up. I packed my stuff. I said, whoa, let me get out of here because you just don't know what you just did. You just did that to yourself. Because God is with me, y'all. I know the Lord is with me. know the Lord is with me. Sometimes that flesh get weak and I'm to the point where, God, where you at? What's going on here? But at the end of the day, he manifests himself to me and say, I told you I'm with you. Why, why are you so faithless? I ever failed you? No, Lord. I'm not going to leave you. And so we have to remember when we come in contact with God, no matter what is happening, you have accepted Jesus Christ in your life. Listen to me good. And this is my testimony. You have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Master, and you're living for Him. You ain't playing patty cake with the devil. You ain't waking up practicing sin. You know, you ain't out here maliciously using people and deceiving people and lying and manipulating people and just being just evil and wicked towards people to get what you want in life, you're going to be all right. And Jesus is on your side. But if that's how you're living, you can't expect, you can't expect Jesus to catch your back. Matter of fact, you got the devil on your back and just because you think things are going good, you think you're all right. Since when? No, you're not. You're not all right. Matter of fact, you're in a danger zone. Just because things are still going good for you and you act like everything's all right, you're already in danger. You're already in danger. That little stuff you think you're going through, because you're doing that. You're doing that yourself. Ain't no Holy Ghost. It's a ghost, but it ain't holy. And, and I didn't hear people tell me, yeah, when I was um, doing this and doing that, God had me and did this. Yeah, well, you probably was living a, a life of, of purity as best as you can. But how you living now? What you doing now? How's your staying with the Lord now? 
How are you talking to people now? How are you treating people now? What is your motives now? What is your ambitions? Who is influencing you? What is making you do the things you're doing? What are you trying to prove? See, these are the different questions that you need to ask yourself to make sure that every door is closed to the devil. If God tell you right now, shut it all down. Start all over. Don't do nothing for two years. Don't do nothing for three years. Matter of fact, give me seven years of your life. Let me see how you're going to feel with that. Would you do it? Would you be obedient? Can you stand the test? What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about something that that was done. The Lord had me to do these things. He'll test you. Why? He trying to he he's striving to make sure every evil work is out of your spirit, out of your soulish realm. Now you will still deal with some carnal things because of other people, but he needs to make sure that you straight. And that's why we have these experiences, y'all. That's why we have these tests and trials to make sure that our motives are right. I didn't understand none of this until a couple of months ago. But even through these past experiences and these past years and the things that I have encountered, I'm starting to understand by and by what the whole purpose is and why. You want to know your why? This is why. Now, how you have to go forward to deal with your why, but that's between you and the Father. But I know me. I know I know what I'm dealing with with my why. And so that's why I do what I do because of why. And I'm making sure that all this other stuff is being taken time, toned down, destroyed, removed, so the Holy Spirit can come in and build back up on a solid foundation. That solid rock that I stand, I won't become sinking sand. It's the Holy Ghost that got my back for my Jesus sitting up on the right hand of my Father praying for me every day. So I won't lack. I won't get into this this moment of urgency to receive fame and fortune. But I can wait on God, live in faith and favor, knowing that no matter what comes my way, it don't matter. God is the one that matters. And my brother is on my side, praying for me every day, interceding for me every day. And I know this, man. I know this. And when you know something, when you know one, know your Noah, and you know one, know one, know the Noah of the Noah, and nothing can separate you from the love of God. No height, no debts, no people, no angels, no principalities, no trials, no tribulations, no sickness, nothing. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. Not from people, but separate you from the love of God. And as long as I keep my eyes on God, God the Father of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God who sent Jesus through the word, the spoken word that became flesh and walked among us, that's the God that I'm serving. 
I'm not serving this, these other guys that's out here in this world. I'm serving a true and living God, Elohim, Yah himself. I love you. I, I thank God that you enjoyed the experience. I don't want to have more for you to do, but I got to go do something else, not y'all. But so far, that's been my experience with the supernatural and with the devil. I got much, much, much more to share on, on the uh, um, what I want to say. What's the word I want to use? Manifestations. Yeah. Paranormal, I ain't gonna say paranormal because I wasn't paranoid. But so I got a lot of people that really don't understand supernatural encounters. They know about paranormal and ghost hunters because they got all this in, on the TV, ghost investigations and stuff like that. That is real. That is real. It, it's just that they're not going about it the wrong way. Instead of them bringing a psychic, instead of them trying to bring a reader, they need to bring a, a, a priest or an evangelist because at the end of those stories, if you read the credits at the end, something always happens to everybody that participated in that. Why? They didn't plead the blood. They didn't pray. They didn't have the right people with them. And they opened up the gates of hell, the porters of the devil. And just went about stuff the wrong way. You have to have the power of God with you. You can't go play around with that stuff. What's your name? What they did to you? We want to be friends with you. Why would you want to be friends with the with this unseen world? You don't want to be friends with the devil. You don't want to be, you don't want to be friends with these ghosts. What what is that? They ain't your friend. They're just trying to. They, try, they need a body to get out the, that little slumbering state that they're in so they can come out here and do damage. And that's what's happening. People playing around with this demonic stuff and open up all these porters, not in to take hold to some youngster that's listening to stuff that don't even have Jesus in their heart. Their parents ain't paying attention to them. And now they're going, they're going to get these weapons and guns and they're going to shoot up the school or they're going to shoot up the... The, 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 the shopping center so they go in the movie deals and shoot up something because this is why because somebody in the neighborhood is playing around with the devil and they open up the portals of hell or the abyss wherever these demonic forces are dwelling right now to come through and get into somebody's body to do damage that's what's happening and yeah, they make it moves about it, but this is what's happening, you guys. This is the real world. The unseen world is the real world. I'm getting chills right now about it. <laughs> Just thinking about some stuff right now. That's why I gotta take a break and I'm gonna read some scriptures and cover myself. The blood of Jesus, and I pray and I'm believing in God that the blood of Jesus over everybody have ears to hear, they have listened to my testimony that. You have the protection of God over you. There's nothing but enemies shall harm you. If you don't know Jesus, accept Jesus as Lord. Don't go around trying to play with this stuff. Stay away from the terror cards. Stay away from psychics. Stay away from 
all this Ouija board and stuff like this here, that stuff is real. And if you don't have the power of God and authority to stand against it, don't play around with it. Because you open up demonic porters that's going to come in and literally destroy you, kill you, still kill and destroy you. All right? This is serious business. So I'm gone. I'm out. God bless you. I appreciate your time. This this segment of this part, we're going to take a break. And I'll come back and I'll share some more stuff with y'all probably through the week. I don't think I'm going to talk about no more ball right now. I think I need to go put some praise music on. <laughs> put some praise music on and, and digress. Because it kind of like opened up me to remember some things that I need to just release to the Father. And that's just where I'm at right now. Alright? So, um... God bless you guys. I love you with the peace of God. And I thank you for the blood of Jesus covering every household that is listening to this testimony. And know that if they have any experiences, if y'all have any uh, encounters, you're trying to understand something, you can feel free to leave me a message. We could talk about it. If you need some help or whatever, if you need some anointing oil, whatever you need, just let me know. And I'll be... Um, prayerful, I'll give you, I'll get your name to the intercessors that will pray and cover you always until that thing is broken off for you. If you have some serious issues and you're in different countries, and because I know different countries deal with different things, we will give you scriptures to read, go on YouTube, play in your house, go on YouTube and get these, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, Scriptures read with instrumental, uh, instrumental music. Get that played in your house all the time. Get that word in your house. Let the let the words come through the speakers, and and just have it playing in your house and worship music. And I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna drive the demons out. They can't stand the word of God, and they can't stand the worship music. Because just reminding the devil himself the big mistake that you did and where you going. All right? Okay, you guys. This is Danielle, Dr. Deep, the Boom Factor. This is part of, I think it's part three of Supernatural Encounters with the Devil. Well, with God and the Devil. I don't know how I titled it, but bless the Lord. Okay, love you. God bless. Praise the Lord. How are you doing, you guys? Uh, I feel that we need to take a break um, from sharing the testimonies on different scenarios that occur. And now I'm going to release the word of God uh, over you and your family. So you just won't leave it open. I'm going to have some scriptures read to you. And you play these scriptures. Let this play over after I'm listening to the atmosphere, listening to the testimony, because I really felt the power of God while I was sharing it, and then I really didn't go into details. Uh, I just did like a little surface, 
explanation on what was happening. It's so much more that I encounter, and even with myself, I have to let the Lord allow me to what to release and what not, because I don't know what type of triggers that it may occur to those that have ears to hear. I don't know where each person is that's listening to this um, part of the episode, but I do want to inform you that the power of God, remember this, no name is greater than Yahshua. His name is above all names. I feel the power of God over me right now just speaking this. Fear not and be not dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with you. Are coming out of Isaiah forty-one ten. He is with you, and not only that, God is with you. Yah say that He will uphold thee with the right hand of His righteousness. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. However, if you dibbling and dabbling in any type of witchcraft and any type of um, satanic um, rituals and doing demonic stuff like smoking and drinking and snorting coke and crack cane, cocaine, that is of the devil. And it's an open door for portals to linger over you in the atmosphere wherever you are. And you're putting yourself in danger, and you're putting your family in danger. And lo and behold, I pray you don't have children. Because you definitely then put them already in danger because the seeds that you have sown, no condemnation here. I'm just sharing with you what's happening. If you have children, you already then put them into the generational line. So 10 years from now, 20 years from now, the devil going to visit him with the same stuff that you are doing. That's how he works. So I want you all to listen to these scriptures of protection. Worry and anxiety will move far away from you. And I uh, appreciate you listening to the episodes but this is serious business uh it, some of it may be funny but at that time of my life i was scared to death literally i seen some things you guys that the movie only have half the stuff i have seen some devil manifestation and i also seen the power of god stepping in okay all right, you guys, I'm going to play these scriptures. Okay. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Isaiah 41, 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Proverbs 
Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Proverbs 4, 6 Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Psalm 5:11. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Psalm 21. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Psalm 34:19. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 57, 1. Have mercy on me, my God. Have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Psalm 59, 1. Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Be my fortress against those who are attacking me. Psalm 138.7 Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. Psalm 144 Keep me safe. Lord, from the hands of the wicked, protect me from the violent, who devise ways to trip my feet. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. 2 Corinthians 4.8 We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. 2 Samuel 22.3 my God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my savior. From violent people you save me. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and have been saved from my enemies. John 10.28 I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Psalm 23 The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. 
He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 121 I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Psalm 91 Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Matthew 11:28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. John 14:27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. 
Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. Psalm 55.22 Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Proverbs 12.25 Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. 1 Peter 5.6 Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Psalm 23, 4 Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hebrews 13, 5 Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Psalm 56, 3. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Proverbs 3, 5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Romans eight thirty eight. 
For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Philippians 4.6 Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Luke 12.24-34 Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail. Where no thief comes near and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Exodus 14.14 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Exodus 20.12 Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord God is giving you. Isaiah 40.29 He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah 40.31 but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah 41:10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41:13 For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you do not fear I will help you Isaiah 43:2 When you pass through the waters I will be with you and when you pass through the rivers they will not sweep over you when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Isaiah 
Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Isaiah 54, 17 No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Isaiah 58, 6 Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke? To set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Isaiah 61, 1 the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted and to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. James 5.1 If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Jesus is Jesus.
Jesus is. Jesus is coming. Amen. Jesus is. Jesus is. Jesus is. Come in.